It seems like the world just keeps getting faster and faster around me. Yeah, it seems like it's all I can do just to keep up. I find myself trying to get from place to place as fast as I can, but walking is just too slow. And a Segway just seems like an expensive way to move just as fast as walking. If only there was a way I could... Strap wheels to your feet so you could move even faster? I was going to say cut back on wasteful activities, but I'll go with what you said. Are you saying that you have a solution to our problems? Boy, am I. I mean, boy, am I? Introducing Footwheels. Footwheels? You heard it, Footwheels. Footwheels? Must I repeat it again? Footwheels! From the company that brought you Big Chunks and Nuke Juice. Nuke Juice! Comes the ultimate way to move in the future. Just strap on the comfortable Footwheels shoe and you're off. Wheel from side to side, front to back, even jump. Footwheels patent pending technology is just so simple that it might work. It's just four wheels attached to stylish shoes. Get together with a group of friends and roll around in a circle like cool people. Aren't these just roller skates? No, they're footwheels. I'm pretty sure we already have these. They are called roller skates. Yeah, just admit it. Those are roller skates. Never! Buy footwheels now, and we'll throw in our other incredible device, the roller plank. That's the skateboard. How about the frozen water knives? Those are ice skates. Quad tracks? Rollerblades. Gravity boots? You just saw those in Jupiter Ascending. Shoe force? Nope. Foot force? Are you just ending everything in force? Your face is a force. Ugh. This guy sucks. Come on, let's go tell my parents I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, welcome to another episode of Stinker Madness. I am your host, Justin. I've got Sam and Jackie here in Stinker Studio B. How are you guys? Well, I'm, I'm grooving along. Grooving along. I'm good. We, uh, you may have noticed some changes in our sound. Uh, we now are all using individual boom mics, and Jackie has channeled her inner... NPR craft show, whatever that thing was called, the good times. Good times from Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Sweaty balls. Sh sweaty balls. Uh, so she's very excited about about our new sound system. And we have a new sound uh, designer. Uh, his name is Sam. He is also the uh, same guy. The same guy as the Sam from other times. So, uh, yeah. So congratulations to us. Hope you like it. Let us know how we sound. Uh the streaming do's and don'ts for this week. You guys remember watching any movies? Well, I remember watching one yesterday that I didn't like very much. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that one this week. We'll get oh. to that uh, at a later date. And I watched one today that I didn't like very much either. Yeah, we'll get to that one as well. Uh, first off is Jackie Chan's Armor of God. Jackie missed this one, but Sam and I watched it because we like all the kung fu movies. Oh, it's every time. Jackie just does it right. It was a good one. He almost died in the making of that one. Yeah. Was there kung fu in it? Lots there, of kung lots fu. Lots of silly stunts he jumps from a ledge onto a tree and the tree broke and he fell 30 feet and bashed his head on a rock and apparently he still has uh he's deaf in one ear because of this one particular accident and he's got a he had a hole in his head 
Like they had to chunk out his brain. And so you can, you can punch Jackie Chan in the head with your finger, like the one finger punch and poke all the way through to his brain. Cause the only thing there is skin. Huh? That's gross. Keeping his brains in. They didn't put like a plate in there. You think that they would have put a plate in there, but I, it might be a small hole. I don't know. Maybe it's not finger size, but either way, armor of God, I loved. It's not was, wheels on meals, but it's, it's solid shit. Of the bunch that we've just watched with him. It's a close second to Meals on Wheels, I think. Wheels on or Meals. Or Wheels on Meals. Yeah. No, I definitely I definitely recommend Armor of God, which is kind of a no-duh. It's a Jackie Chan movie. Just do them all. Oh, and that it was uh, the prequel to Operation Condor? That is correct. It is Operation Condor 1, 2, or 3. There was all sorts of confusing titling. Oh, it yeah. It came out before operation condor in hong kong but was released here afterwards. after so it's actually operation condor 2 here even though it's actually operation condor 1 yes and i think what it was is that rumble in the or, or, yeah rumble in the bronx was so popular that then it was like well whatever he makes we'll put out mm-hmm. and so i think operation condor was the movie right after rumble in the bronx i believe it seems that way. And so now that they just to capitalize on the popularity, they had to release it, but they couldn't release it as the prequel because until George Lucas made some, I guess nobody really knew what it was. Yeah. I don't know. Do 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 contributing. <laughs> nice. Uh we'll let you contribute to this one. So that's a do from Sam and I. Uh on Armor of God. Knives of the Avenger with Cameron Mitchell, a Stigger Madness Hall of Famer. Yes, I liked it. A do. I completely enjoyed it. You remember that one, Jackie? No. He's Cameron Mitchell is the the hairy guy that that Okay, so there's some heavy shit in this movie that is is presented very silly. Mm-hmm. He kills everybody out of vengeance and uh rapes a lady, the the queen, I guess, if she's something. And there's the idea is that he has to deal with this inner conflict. She, she doesn't she they then team up again. But she doesn't know he's the rapey guy because he was wearing a helmet. Now, do you remember this? Oh. And he throws knives at guys. Yeah. yeah, this was a good movie, too. And he jumped on the horse, and it was the funniest thing I've seen in, like, two years. Based off the plot premise, what we just said, it seems like you shouldn't watch this movie. Like, this sounds like a terrible movie. Like, I'm not comfortable with all these topics that are in this film. It is so ridiculously goddamn silly. It was really silly, and it was really fun. Yeah, it's a fun movie. And, and he's a good knife thrower, even if he's drunk. Even about three quarters of the way through, he just jumps. He runs and jumps on a horse, like just jumps right on it. No he hands, nothing. Yeah, he doesn't do the the <laughs> spring so off it, off its ass trick <laughs> that's that's usually done in films. He just bunny hops onto the horse. <laughs> it's so silly. Well, they had better trampolines back then. Yeah, I think they dropped him from something. I think they dropped him from something. <laughs> he, he was they're up like there. stand on my shoulders and jump. Yeah. I don't think you can get up that, that high no. on a trampoline. And if you did do that, your nuts would be just, you just crushed them. They don't work anymore. Yeah. Well, I like Knives of Avenger. I give it a total do. Cameron Mitchell has yet to disappoint us. The that is just, true. Cameron Mitchell knows how to get it done. He keeps cranking them out. Well, he doesn't because he's dead. But he cranked him out pretty good when he wasn't dead. And nobody knows who the hell he is other than us. Which we didn't know who the hell he was until like three months ago. And now he's in every movie we yeah, watch. Pretty much. Last but not least for this week. So that's three dudes on Knives of the Avengers from us, I'm assuming. Yep. 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 Uh, Dracula 3000. Don't. With, with Just don't. Casper Van Dien, Erica Alaniac, 
Tiny Zeus Lister, Udo Kier, uh, who Coolio, Coolio, just say no, people. Coolio was awful. It is essentially it's kind of like Jason X, but Dracula, and suck. <laughs> well, you know, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna say do because it's so fucking bad. It is a really terrible film. It is really fucking bad. And the vampire guy sucks. He's the worst vampire that's ever been on film. He blah, blah, blahs, blah, 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 the whole movie. And he just runs through the halls of this ship. Where is he going? <laughs> I don't know. When he loses his arm, too, he just stands there <laughs> and he's just, ah, just screaming by himself outside this door. Did Dracula kill anybody? Uh, he bit Coolio. No, he didn't kill anybody. Coolio killed some people. He sucked. He sucked pretty bad. Also, Van Helsing sucked. Well, the whole idea sucked because it was like, where they, what happened to them? The only way that they could survive is to let him make them vampires. Mm -hmm. So instead, they just fly into the sun. They which killed. Is so the, stupid. They don't fly into the sun. They set a path. To a sun so that all the vampires will burn up on their ship because they're close to the sun and they, you know, vampires don't like sun. But they fuck it up and but they, they run into the star. they fuck it up because they kill the only guy that can fly the ship. So that it's just like, well, we're going to die going into the sun. Kaboom. But that's okay because she's a pleasure bot. Yeah. Erica Laniac plays a pleasure bot cop. Repurposed pleasure bot. To whatever. To yeah, that movie was cop. so stupid. It was impossibly stupid. Uh, I, I I think it could have been amazing if it hadn't been for one Coolio. Because it's so dumb. But funny dumb, other than Coolio. Because Coolio just sucked. Like, not vampire sucked, sucked. No, sucked. He, just, he just sucked. I am, Straight up. I'm out on Coolio now. I wasn't in b before that, but now I definitely know that I'm out. I would... Still, like, if I saw a movie like Dracula 3000 that was like, this looks fucking terrible, I'm going to do this, even though it's got Coolio in it. Now, I don't care what the setup is, the the idea of the film, how awesome it is, no matter what. I If Coolio's in it, I'm not watching it. Exactly. That's how I feel about Snoop Dogg. What? Yeah, dude, if he's in a movie, I'm like, boycott. How many he's... Snoop Dogg movies have you seen? I saw that Bones one where he has sex with his daughter yeah, that movie He's like sucks this spooky ghost guy who has sex with his daughter. And what was the aeroplane? That oh, was soul plane is. Oh, God, that's a painful experience. But he was awesome in what was it? Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, he's not bad in Dukes of Hazard. What was he called? He was like he had a fun name too, Huggy Bear. Yeah, yeah Huggy, Huggy Bear. Bear. I don't remember that. Or no, that was Starsky and Hutch. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. Yeah. Huggy Bear and Scar Starsky and Hutch was good. See, and I thought he was stupid. OK, stupid. Hmm. I don't um, think he's Coolio levels of stupid. No. Coolio sucks. Coolio kind of has his own level of suck. I used to like I'm just Coolio. saying I would push them both in front of a moving train. Hmm. That is... That's not nice. No, that is not nice. <laughs> I'm just not going to watch any movie that Coolio's <laughs> <Yeah>. in. <laughs> I don't wish them ill will. I'm not going to murder a guy. <laughs> well, I hope they trip on the sidewalk and somebody takes a picture and it's in the tabloids. That's not I so bad. I would go for that. That's I would not go so bad. That. Yeah. Tripping is, is fun. Everybody should trip and eat shit and get their picture taken and put in the tabloids once or, once or twice. Or if know? he's just standing in a parking lot and somebody opens the door right into his groin. Oh, that's a good one, too. Or the, the he's a he has to become a bicycle messenger because... <laughs> <laughs> they court ordered him. Yeah, they court ordered oh. him to become a bicycle messenger, and somebody opens the door of a moving car 
or a car while he's riding by and he and he does the header over the handlebars. That's that's a classic move I'd go for. Yeah, so. well, you can break a collarbone doing that, so I'd still laugh. Yeah. Anyways, there's your stinker do's and don'ts. Uh, we got I got two do's on Dracula three thousand and one. Do not. I think it's borderline do not because Coolio sucks so it's, bad. He sucks so bad. Just the way how bad that movie is is the only reason I'm giving it a do. It's like yeah. a fifty one percent do because. If you really like bad movies, you need to see it to measure other if, bad movies against it. I think, it, let me put it this way. If you like vampires. <laughs> if you like stuff, you're not going to like it. You're not going like, to like if this If you like one. fill in the blank, you won't like this because they don't do any of it if right. If you like shit, the shit, like if you're ready to see the shittiest movie monsters of all time, you have to put Dracula 3000 on your list because he is easily the shittiest vampire that I've ever seen. It's And he's kind of fat. And I'm like, Dracula's not kind of fat, dude. It's not like he just went out for Burger King and yeah. ate a whole bunch of like French fries and shit. And then he's like, I'm a fat Dracula. Blah, blah. Look at my double chins move. Blah. I swear to God, he looks like Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys. And he seems like he acts like Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys. A little, little crazy. Sure. But generally just wants to have a good time. That's all I have to say. about. Yeah, I don't that. know. Um, He looked like a dandy. He did, That's all he I was, can say. Yeah, he was very dandy. So this week. I'm bringing it back. Pop quiz, hot shot. There's a bomb on a bus. I'm ready. Okay. All right. So we're gonna keep this one fairly short. We've got a we've got a couple couple pieces here, and it's themed around one set of people. They're they're all the same type of people, and you have to figure out you have to sort through the mess that is production people. I'm already confused. Not producers, but production people specifically. Okay. So I'm going to assign the the questions. Jackie, what is a production assistant? Uh, that's the person that goes and gets coffee. Uh, that is correct. They do a lot of stuff, but yeah, coffee is one of the major tasks. You yeah, been... and they scream at the craft services if they're not there on time. Person responsible for various odd jobs. Yeah, they can't actually yell at anybody. Which could include such dis- disparate tasks as running errands, stopping traffic, acting as couriers, fetching items from craft services, etc. There you go. Boo yeah, Sam, yeah. take that. Sam, what's a production coordinator? The production coordinator is the person who is the manager of assets for the production under the line producer. Uh, I need more detail than that. So they're going to do all of the scheduling. Okay. Having... That sounds like a bunch of bullshit that you made things up. Things and people in the right places for the film to be made, as far as I know. Uh, Jackie, would you like to take a stab at it? You are not awarded any points, Sam. The coordinator makes sure that all the props and other such business is ready to go. Uh, and all the scripts other, have been other distributed. Other such business is not going to work. I need Oh, detail. all the scripts are, are there. Everybody's got a trailer assigned. Everybody knows what props are theirs, what costumes to wear for that day, that kind of stuff. Hmm, I'm afraid that neither of you win any points. The production coordinator is the person responsible for overseeing practical matters, such as ordering equipment, getting near-location accommodations for the cast and crew. Uh, you were so close with the line producer thing, but uh, no, they're not in charge of, of any actual... Uh, scheduling? Scheduling, no. The somebody That's bullshit. I said that they make sure that everybody has their proper props. You said they get prop... No, that's not... Props are not part of equipment. Equipment is like the cameras and the non oh. the non the things that are not in on the screen. 
that are involved in the making of the film. Well, oh yeah, no points for Sam. No points for either. Jackie, what's a production manager? That's the guy that gets to yell at craft services when they are <laughs> not on time. You just Jeez. like to say craft services. I do. Everybody, <laughs> everybody gets to yell at craft services in the movie. Yeah, so they're the people that get to yell at craft services if they're not on time. And they pass out scripts. Like, do the scripts and girl scripts? Do they the also get the props? Outers. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, hey, everybody. script girl, here you go. Here's what we're doing today. Script bitch, get over there and hand these out. The continuity girl? Or the script? Script oh. supervisor? No. Yeah. They are not the script supervisor, supervisor or no. the line producer. But, yeah, but they still yell at people if craft services aren't, uh, you know, on time, <laughs> right? Is that Everybody gets to yell at craft services. You hire craft services. If if they're not on there, anybody can yell at them. Yeah, but you just said that the other guy couldn't. No, he doesn't. No, everybody can. Not that. They, yeah, but this guy—that's his job. They have an actual like. Job. Listen, you little yep. buttholes. <laughs> there was no goat cheese You're, on this craft services. That is not what a production. So manager is, is the production manager the guy that does the scheduling? Uh, no. Okay. Yes, maybe. Um, I thought it's either the production coordinator or the production manager. One of them actually comes up with the schedule. I thought the production manager reports to the film's producer. Supervises the budget, hires the crew, approves purchase orders and time cards, and generally makes sure that all the departments are doing their respective jobs within the parameter of the budget. Yeah, he's the he's the film's manager. Basically. Craft services. He can also yell at craft services, which anybody can. So I should get like a fourth of a point. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah I award you no points. I, I kind of give Sam half a point. Because he's the actually above the line producer is he'll... He makes sure everything goes where it needs to go, and uh -huh. You're there's only a calendar. That now. Yeah. Well, there, he's the he's the guy that looks at the calendar, basically, mm. that has all the things written on the calendar and makes sure those man. things happen. Yeah. <laughs> I, hmm. Okay. January man. <laughs> Have you ever seen January man? No, but it I've, fucking I've, sucks. I've seen the video to November Rain, and it's <laughs> boss. <laughs> uh, what's the production designer, Jackie? Uh, that's the guy who is making all the sweet sets. That, <laughs> like in The Lion King, when the lion stands up on Pride Rock and growls at people. He makes that. I, I don't know if you caught Lion King or not. Like, Did you see Lion King? Have you seen that movie? Yeah. It's an uh, it's a cartoon. There, yeah, but that there is no that... sets. <laughs> <laughs> he made well, the sets to The Lion King. You, you mean he's the drawer? No. <laughs> I was just using that as an example. It's an odd one to use. The Lion King and it's is known for its sets. No, it's not. not no. <laughs> I'm gonna be your mighty king. It's enemies beware. Okay, so what was what am I answering? A, a again? production designer. That's the guy that um designs how the production's gonna go. Like today we're gonna do this and tomorrow we're gonna do that. Because we're going to shoot for continuity of scenes. Mm, uh, nope, that is incorrect. Sam, would you take it, like to take a stab at the production designer? I thought the production designer was actually the person that sort of mock-ups how the film's going to be made. They're not the, the art director is the person that makes the sets, but the production designer isn't just like, this is the look that we're going to go for. This is actually how we're going to do things. You are awarded one point. The That's bullcrap. That's what I said. 
That is not what you said. You said in charge of the sets. Yeah, the art director makes the sets is what I, I said. I said that he would do all the time scheduling and for production continuity. Yeah, and that's no. a big word, so I should no. at least get a yeah. half point. <laughs> okay. For, for time you. continuity? <laughs> time continuity. Uh, no, the production designer is an artist who is responsible for designing the overall visual appearance of a movie. So, close enough. Last but not least, what is the production illustrator? Bing! Okay. Yes, me first, Sam. Okay, okay so the illustrator makes all the little boards to show you how the movie's going to go. So he draws out, like, and in this scene, this is what's going to happen. And then this CGI dragon will come out and stand on Pride Rock, and he'll rowl really loud and Dr- blow us a fire. Dr- draws the storyboards. It, yeah, yeah, that's what a I'm dra- saying. A dragon on Pride Rock. What? When did that happen in Lion King? This is the Lion King meets um, How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, oh okay. I can see how to train your Lion King. I I have greenlit that idea. Uh, Jackie is awarded one full point. She was absolutely correct. It is the artist responsible for drawing the storyboards and anything else that needs to be drawn during the production of the movie. I believe that makes me the winner. I didn't keep track of that. Because I had like two points. That's fine. Yeah, somewhere in there. I I think you awarded yourself some points just because. (laughs) Because you like points. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's your pop quiz hot shot. The movie this week is a big one. Pretty excited about this. It's... I would like to introduce this. Go please. ahead, Jackie. Sanity. 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 Yes, it's Xanadu. Sam, tell us about Xanadu. Xanadu was made in 1980. I should start by saying X is a stupid letter. All of the sounds that are accomplished by X are equally accomplished by other letters. I am totally with you on that. Why do we even have it? X is a dumb letter. It's good for marking the spot. It's not good for the language of English. You can mark the spot with a cross. You could. Doesn't have to be. Or a circle, but I mean, the X works better for that as it does as a letter. Anyway, Xanadu starts with an X, in case you're wondering why. In 1980, Xanadu was made, and in 1980, plenty of bad shit happened. Near as I can tell from limited research, 1980 was the year of bad shit happening. On our last podcast, we watched The Delta Force with touches on some of the bad shit that happened in 1980. Mm. Right now, when they're making this movie, the hostages were still in Iran. Yes. Uh, When you look up worst aviation disaster in the history of British aviation... That happened in 1980. 146 people died on that plane crash. That's not good. That's not good. Mount St. Helens blew up in 1980. Mm. Pretty bad deal. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. All sorts of bad shit happens in 1980. Volcanoes are some of the worst things that can happen. <laughs> they are. Especially if you've seen Volcano with Tommy Lee Jones. That movie was one of the worst things that could happen. <laughs> So here's a short list of good shit that happened in 1980. And this is pretty much all the good shit that happened in 1980. Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Pac-Man hit Japan. The Islanders won the Stanley Cup. In June of 1980, the first 24-hour news network was launched. The Cable News Network. Oh, yes. Yeah, CNN. Mm. I am not yet adding Xanadu to the list. We'll, <laughs> we'll wait until afterwards to find out. Oh, in 1980, Pope John Paul visited Brazil. But you know what happened then? He got shot. Seven yeah. people were crushed to death in the crowd. Oh, my Seven God. Seven people By died trying, trying to see the Pope. D- did he run them over? Yeah. No. Oh. It was just the, the, the craze, the chaos of, oh, my gosh, it's the Pope. 
Let's trample each other to death. I don't think the Pope Mobile can kill anybody. It could. I don't know, dude. It's got to weigh like only like 50 pounds. I don't know. But, uh, you know, John Bonham died and Zep broke up in 1980. That sucks pretty bad. They shot John Lennon in 1980. That is one of the worst things ever. Not a very good year. I know. Thank God I don't remember it. Jackie, you keep looking like you want to say something about 1980. Nope. No. <laughs> what a weirdo. So, yeah, all of you I out there. I just want to hear myself talk through the headphones. Okay. <laughs> All of you out there in podcast land should hit the 1980 Wikipedia page when you're looking to get bummed out, because there's lots of major bummers on that year. Uh, in the middle of all of that, 1980 also gave us shit on wheels, and they called it Xanadu, but they spelled it with a fucking X. <laughs> it isn't their fault. It really is Samuel Taylor Coleridge, who basically changed the name of Shangdu, or Zangdu, to Xanadu. What for was his... Shangdu? It's, well, in, in the poem is... Kubla Khan originally I know uh, what Shangdu. Zangdu. Shangdu jumps off of buildings onto trees, and then the branch breaks, and then he falls thirty feet on the ground and splits his head open. No. That's what Shangdu. Oh, that's Chandu. Shandu. Well, whatever it's called, it was the capital of the Mongol Empire under Kubla Khan. But Samuel Taylor Coolridge That doesn't sound like a nice place. Well, it was supposed to be very extravagant. It's not like Shangri La. It should have been Shangri La. Well, either way, Samuel Taylor Coolridge poem, Kubla Khan, or A Vision and a Dream, a fragment, which if you take second semester British literature in college, you'll have to spend two sessions on it, and 15, year la 15 years later, you'll still have no fucking idea why you had to read that poem for two fucking days. Is this, are you saying this from personal experience? Yes. That sucks. Yes. It's like a page long, too. And what? I don't care. Xanadu, neat. So they made a fucking movie about it now. With roller skates yeah, and singing. Yeah, because this poem is really fucking popular by a lot of people. I don't think that Xanadu has anything to do with that poem. I yes, it is. That's that's where it came from. The name, but not the movie. No, it does. The movie has nothing to do with well, anything The movie has to do with Xanadu, the idea of the great place, because the poem Xanadu, that's what it does, is it paints you this picture of Kublai Khan's like castle house magic place and so that's what xanadu mm. really is xanadu only exists in that poem it's pretty just a much. place you can go kind no it's a, a place time. that you can't go or have a good it's imaginary it's like the el dorado or whatever doesn't really Shangri -La. exist shangri-la yeah. anyway uh hearst castle was called xanadu for the purposes of citizen kane that's correct bill gates house is called xanadu 2.0 what a dick. So, like, is it is is, is Bill Gates house Xanadu 2.0 because he loves the movie or because it's, it's all the poem? It's it's uh, William Randolph's hearse. No, house. no, it's not. He it's all based on the poem, the Kublai Khan poem and the Xanadu. You're referencing that. Everything is a reference to that. This movie is a reference to that. I've, I've been to Xanadu. Club Xanadu? No, Xanadu. William Randolph's Hearst, Hearst Castle. Yeah, I have too. It's really nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, me too. It is very Xanadu-esque. Yes. There's no roller skates, though. No. So Robert Greenwald is an American television feature film and documentary filmmaker and political activist. Greenwald is the founder and president of Brave New Films. He has produced and or directed more than 65 TV movies, miniseries, films, as well as major theatrical releases. You know what's less than impressive than that? 
his sort of short list of best of and well-known stuff, Xanadu is the top of that. Oh, boy. Yes. That's not... This is not the one you want to be known for. Nope. I think that this movie is going to be bright and shining, and it, it's going to encourage people in the 80s to really get out there and live your dreams. Maybe. To give it a real go. It was uh, produced to by... A place. Former Disney CEO Joel, Joel Silver. Yeah, okay. Uh, Joel Silver got fired originally, and then somebody else bought the project, and they rehired him as part of its budget growing from 4 to $20 million, which we'll get to in a second. Oh, God. The music, which is, of course, a very important part of the film, was done by Barry Devorzon. He penned two number one singles, Just Married and Dreamin'. He also co-wrote the Eagles song In the City with Joe Walsh. I like him because he scored the Warriors, and the Warriors score is actually one of the best parts of that movie. Indeed. <clears throat> ELO uh, yeah, contributes the to the then? soundtrack to the tune of seven songs. The songs were, in fact, written for the movie, as you were asking the other day. Mm-hmm. Now, to the point that there's an animation done by Don Bluth, who, of course, is sort of the uh, one-man competition to Disney forever. Right. Secret of Nim, All Dogs Go to Heaven. American Tale. Five American old. Tale. All of that was Don Bluth. Um they had Don Bluth come in and do an animation for the movie because they forgot to put one of the songs in. And this was it's just to add the song back into the movie because ELO did it and they had to do it. Wait till you see that happen. <laughs> oh, boy. I love ELO, so I'm good with it. Yeah. Oh, no. The, the, the soundtrack to Xanadu, if you're into if you're a, a, a not sensitive male or if you are a sensitive male and you can listen to ELO and not feel gay, uh, which I am one of those sensitive males. Um, is great. It's a great soundtrack. Yeah, it is. And but they—that's where we were curious as to how it came. Did they use canned songs? No, ELO did songs for the movie, and they had to use them all. Part of the deal. Yeah. And then they forgot to do that, I guess. And so that's where the Don Bluth am- animation comes from. They forgot one of the things. That uh, totally makes sense because it did. Wow. When you see it, you're like, "What? Where did this come from? What the shit is this?" Uh, speaking of the Warriors, Swan, Michael Beck, is also in this film. We will see him again in two weeks when we watch Megaforce. Hooray, Megaforce. Megaforce. Michael Beck, you suck. Michael Beck is... <laughs> he did a lot of theater, I guess. I don't know that Michael Beck sucks. I just don't know I that really he... like him in the Warriors. I do not like him in this film. I don't... And I don't really know what to do with him in Megaforce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows what to do with anybody in Megaforce. Yeah, exactly. Including Megaforce. Yes. So Olivia Newton-John has probably fallen on more than a few boners in her day. Yeah. That's my assumption, anyway. She's also had five number one hits. I'm sure some boners were created because of... A lot of people had crushes on Olivia Newton-John. You know what? She was hot business. Yeah, I think she's pretty. Yeah, I think she's a very pretty... She's got nice features, facial features. Yeah. She doesn't have the best profile in the world, but like, it seems like she's a polarizing figure. Like, my mom was always like, people love her and I don't know why. And I'm like, you know, she's pretty. Well, there's nothing wrong with... She's a pretty girl. Yeah. I don't like any of the shit she did. I don't like Grease. I don't like any of her music. We're going to see how I feel about this one. <laughs> Ooh, I don't like musicals. I, I, I don't promise like you, skates. I promise you this will be your favorite Olivia Newton-John movie. <laughs> I'm not saying that that's an achievement in anything. No, because I don't have one right now. You will now. like it better than Grease. I'll like it better than Grease. That's not going to be very tough. Uh, this is Gene Kelly's final film appearance. Uh, the question I'm going to ask now for questions in, in the review, for at the end of the review, do you think that he would want to take it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. We're going to ask that again after we watch the movie. Joe Montaigne, 
got left on the cutting room floor. They cut Joe oh, Montaigne. No. There's no Montaigne in I this movie. I had no idea he was even involved. Yeah. Andy Gibb was originally the first choice for Sonny, the character that Michael Beck plays. He did not want to do it, I guess. Wow. Everybody else got he, involved. Barry Gibb. Andy Gibb. Oh, Andy Gibb. Hmm. I can see Andy turning it down. Why didn't they want Barry? I don't know. He's the sex machine. I know. I thought Andy was the sexy one. He's the one that died in '88. Yeah. Yeah. Andy was the one that everybody thought was the sexiest. Oh. Sorry. I think. Sorry, Barry. Barry's just still kicking. He's he's doing good. Uh, the filmmaking team used a strategy of trying to make shoddy or poor special effects to add an air of mysticism. Mm-hmm. Uh, it apparently didn't work, as everyone has after the fact said, "Man, these special effects look bad." They look quite bad. <laughs> well, that was intentional. That that makes you... I just saw a poopy look on your face. That makes me poopy. Yeah. Uh, Olivia Newton-John was injured during one of the dance sequences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Broke a bone, a little bone in her foot or something like that. Owie. Yeah, it probably hurt. Turf toe. So this thing was kind of a snowball. It started... Like by snowball, you mean it rolling down a hill? It just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh, I thought so, you meant that thing that they do in Japan on the internet. They, you know what? I knew a guy who had that happen to him in the car. Ugh, Yuck! That's icky. Yeah, yeah. No snowballs. Don't don't Google what snowballing is. <laughs> yeah, don't you go should. to Urban Dictionary <laughs> and look up and snowballs. Look up snowballing. That's like one of my rules: no snowballs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 it's, it's on your match.com dating profile no, there's like no snowballs those breaking Hi, I'm Sam. points no in relationships where you're getting sexy and like the boundaries that people have and i have in several points in my life just looked straight at someone and said no snowballs <laughs> that's where i'm drawing the line with this one it's not gonna happen the, Bo- the boston steamer we'll talk about it no snowballs <laughs> no <though>. snowballs <laughs> which really if you're if you're no snowballs all the other weird stuff you can kind of imply the really heavy shit isn't going to happen either. Yeah, that's true. Like, I, that's my line that I just kind of draw for, for the ladies of, of Sam's life. <laughs> no snowballs. Uh, so anyway, this thing started out, it was supposed to come out with, uh, Skate Town USA and Roller Boogie as just a roller skate movie. Mm-hmm. But then A-listers kept signing on, the budget kept getting bigger, and it just kept going and going and going until the budget had swelled to 10 million. From an original four, it ends up coming out the next year. It doesn't even come out at the same time. And uh, it's one of the reasons the film, I guess, is so confusing I haven't seen it, is they just kept adding stuff without any uh, cre- or without paying heed to the story at all. They just kept adding stuff. So that illustrator guy was just fucked. Yes, he had to draw new stuff every day because they're like, we have the money for this now, add it. And that was the that was all of the decisions were made because they could afford it now. So everything that they could afford got added, and then some guy had to try to fix it with words. Uh, there was one person who was able to contain the insanity, because when you really think about that, on all the things that could change, you know what didn't change? The roller skates. Nope, it is a roller skating movie. So. Yeah, they that one guy was like. Well, someone think about the roller skates. (laughs) We can't lose the roller skates. And then afterwards, he probably watches it like, oh, fuck. What does it matter with the roller skates? This thing. The Xanadu Club cost $1 million. It's one set, $1 million. I can see that. It's it's a very elaborate set. It's it's not the set from Waterworld by any means. No. But yeah, that's that's what I've got on yeah, Xanadu. Do you have any uh, numbers on how much this made? 22 out uh, against 20. Oh, that's not bad. Well, for, for a flop. 
for a quote unquote. Yeah, but so here's the deal. $20 Twenty million dollars in nineteen eighty mm-hmm. is a lot of money. Absolutely, they spent too much. They spent too much. Yeah. I'm surprised it made any money. I thought that it was like, like two million dollars, like a mega force. Yeah, plus twenty made back one. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's also a Razzie nominee. It's nominated it's... for nineteen eighty one or nineteen eighties Razzie. It lost to Can't Stop the Music. Which, oddly, because of the production schedule of this film, Olivia Newton-John was originally cast, was the choice to make that movie around. And uh, because this thing went long and, and, and she wanted to keep doing it, she said she turned that down. She pulled a Halle Berry. I guess. Maybe Halle Berry pulled a Olivia Newton-John. Yeah, Halle Berry pulled Gigli a, for the a role shitty of... Halle, uh, Olivia Newton-John because it was like, oh, I'm not going to do Geely. I'll do a movie that's much, much worse. Much shittier. Well, there you go. Uh, tune in to uh, Xanadu. It is not streaming at all. However, you can find it in just about any bargain bin. You can, if you're Justin, you can borrow it from your sister. Yeah, you can borrow. You can probably borrow from everybody's sister. Everybody. Or this has got a huge. This is one of those uh, iconic gay movies. Like, like, yes, it's a huge following cult films for for. Uh, the BGLT community. Yes, it is. And it, it, is, it just has a really big following. It's, it's like the Elizabeth Taylor mo- like yeah, exactly. of movies for them. Or was it Liza Minnelli? I think Elizabeth Taylor's a bigger deal. Yeah, I don't know what Liza she, Minnelli she does. Also, like, she also like... She beats up her husband. That's what Liza Minnelli does? Yeah, dude. I think she's like beat up like several husbands, and so that's why she keeps getting divorced. She's ultra-violent. They were all dicks. She's not much to look at. No. That's kind of like... What I guess it's you're just marrying the cash at that point. Yeah. Well, she likes to wear those one piece leotard things. Was she a dancer? I don't know shit about Liza Minnelli. Yeah, she was a dancer. Okay. She's no P. Isadora. No. Actually, P. Whatever. There's your show. Get to the chopper. Thank you for listening to Stinker Madness. If this is your first time, we hope you enjoyed it and we'll come back to listen more. But now, we'd like to ask all of our listeners for a small favor. We aren't ranking as high as we'd like, and we need your help. Would you please take just a couple of minutes to rate and review us on your preferred listening platform, be it iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever else you can. It takes many hours each week to bring you this show, and just a couple seconds of your time is a huge help for us. And for those of you that have already done this, we say thank you. That's one of the funniest shit I've ever written and well delivered. Well, it's because I didn't read the last line. I read like three quarters of it and uh, I was like, oh, this is going to be easy. Then as I'm reading it, it hit me like, let's Oh, That's why the delivery was there because I was like, oh, God damn it.